0: The torch and souls cried out back as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn witch burn witch burn burn in The
1: actual practice of witchcraft in the seventeenth
0: century,
1: yeah, baby. Alright. So let's so go. Yeah, on it was so pretty long. damn intense. It was pretty damn intense. Yeah, I bet. My goodness. We didn't record last week. I know so we kind of took a, we kind of took a, a week off, you know, and we had other things going on. I actually was invited uh to the Rock Fantasy Files, which is um this guy has a record store that I've been going to since 86, but he's been open for, you know, I guess since 84, 85 in the Hudson Valley, New York. Mm-hmm. And um where I'm recording this on my end in scrotum Sound, obviously, but I'm in the Thank Hudson. You. Thank York. you.
0: Thank you. Mhm.
1: Um, and, um, so the guy, the owner, Steve said, Hey, you know, I know you, you, you like the band ghost. And I was like, yeah, you know, I liked them. they the first, especially the first two albums for me. I really enjoyed. Um, he's like, I'm, inv- I'm inviting, he invites a bunch of people onto the panel and they talk music. And in this instance, mm. this episode specifically was the band ghost from Sweden. Hmm. And so it was pretty cool. So I joined the Rock Fantasy Files last uh, Wednesday, and we talked about music and got a chance to hang out. So we actually had a pretty good time. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. And um, and then he asked me to come back. He said, yeah, you know, we had a great time. He's like, I thought you did a great job. Um, and I got a chance to plug Cinema Slaughter while I was on there. So he's got about, I don't know, 3,500 fans or whatever um, followers on hey. YouTube. So that's nice. too bad, and not bad. Uh, yeah. So and people watch the show, and um, like I said, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't really there to plug my show so much as, um, you know, talk music and and get a chance to hang out with Steve and some of these other people who, uh, you know, are interested in kind of similar stuff.
0: But um, yeah. And it was, this is it was also fun. a this is also a podcast, or do they just do. Uh, uh, it's YouTube? just
1: YouTube. Just cool. YouTube, but uh, cool. yeah. And so um, it was a good time, man. Did you
0: see um, they had uh, the first eight minutes of uh, of Mortal Mortal Kombat? I saw it. Oh, man. Good, man. Yeah. Yes,
1: I'm going. I want to go Friday. I want to go check it out. It looks awesome.
0: It does. I mean, I was like, all right, all right, this is really, you know, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a stickler for writing, you know, and I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, this is. this is pretty solid i like it unlike unlike king gong versus godzilla
1: okay so i don't know if you saw that i we watched it the other night and it was about what i expected it, it was a fun movie at times it was a bit absurd um, yes. Well, more than a bit absurd, but you know, Hollow Earth and all these other crazy things. Um, it was a f- it was a fun movie. I like monster movies in terms of uh, you know Godzilla, and I liked um, I like King Kong as a as a, you know a tried and true character. But him fighting Godzilla is always off putting because King Kong's like forty feet tall. Godzilla's like one hundred and seventy five yeah. feet tall. But when yeah. somehow they they get together. And I know they explained it away in the previous right, film, right, like, like Kong right. was growing and getting larger. Um, I think you know you have to suspend disbelief massively because you know, well, yeah, Godzilla's I mean, nuclear breath weapon would actually irradiate the planet; like everyone yeah, would yeah. be dead. Exactly, um, it
0: would totally incinerate Kong; like it would just vaporize yeah. him. It's like, yeah, but but it, it just for me. Like, I liked the first Kong movie. I actually enjoyed that a lot. I thought that was, out of all the monster movies, of the whole series, I liked the uh, Skull Island one the best. I thought it was just a very fun movie, you know? Yeah. This one, I think they just got caught up too much with the mythology. I mean, they had King Kong carrying an axe, you know? It just was
1: yeah but you know what I did like I huh. like the fact that Kong um, could communicate through sign language I mean it makes sense yeah, yeah other, you know other to. primates yeah. can do that but what I did right. find annoying and it's funny because I was talking to Anita about this and she was like you know it does it's just what I don't believe I, I do you know I like the fact that he's signing but the fact that he's under such scrutiny he's in a, a, this massive dome It's just got yeah. cameras all over the place they see what's going on the the woman who's you know who's um the guardian of, of this child is yeah. watching her like a hawk i mean she's in this cage with kong you're not right. watching this kid like you know you don't see
0: them uh, communicating in, with sign language like why is it a surprise and the guy the it monster it's a monster that's like 100 feet tall and oh i didn't notice that he was you know you know right. i didn't even th- Think about that, but you're bringing it up. I'm like, oh, my God, it's it's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
1: And that was off putting for me because I'm like, all right, I'm ready to suspend disbelief that there's massive creatures, that there's a hollow earth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. King King Kong versus Godzilla, a mecha Godzilla. I'm I'm all in on all this stuff. But it's when you. Yeah. you You really have to be a stickler for the little details if you're gonna sell the big ones, yeah, and we yeah. talked about this a million and one times. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you could pick this movie apart for being dumb or you know just being right completely absurd. I don't want to do that because I want to enjoy the movie, and I like genuinely yeah. like monster movies. So same here. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun,
0: although dumb. I just um, I wasn't a big fan of like the side stories. You know, like I, I was just like, you know, when they go off and they discover Godzilla, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, all right. All right. Come on. Get on with it. I, I want to see monstrous fighting. That's all I want. Just show me <laughs> monstrous fighting. You don't even have to have a story.
1: You Although know? Godzilla makes an appearance right right at the beginning of this movie. like yeah. The first five yeah. or six minutes. I'm like, oh, nice. All yeah. right. I'm like, this is how it's going to be, huh? That that I was I was excited about that because I thought it was going to be another uh, slow burn where it's like thirty five, forty minutes and there's no monsters, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: But this was this was good. I mean,
0: like I said, it's not perfect, but it's okay. Yeah, it was it was all right. I mean, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the monster movies. I mean, I was like, yeah. You know, King Kong and Godzilla were my other parents. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, I used to watch <laughs> that stuff all, all the time. The time dude. It was ridiculous, yeah. man. I agree. Even, you know, even the old King Kong, like from the nineteen was it, 30s. like yeah, i that's one of my all time favorite movies because I'm in Absolutely. awe. I'm in perpetual awe of that movie. Like it was just yep. so well executed, so. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, brilliantly done, and uh, you know, I had, a, I had a blast with it, yeah. So it's like, I agree, he's going off here, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, I, uh, you know, what I do want to see, uh,
1: Bob Odenkirk is in this movie called Nobody,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard so that. many great things yeah. about
1: that because I love yeah. Odenkirk, I think he's awesome. Um, I used to yeah. even just the show, what was it, Mr. Show on, on uh, HBO there was anything hmm. he's done. I just think he's ridiculously funny. I love breaking yeah. bad, you know, oh, uh, yeah. better, better call Saul. I'm all in him. better call Saul. Um, so him being in an action film is like, you know, against type and, right. um, but he's a great actor regardless. So I know he could sell yeah. it. And I really want to see that movie.
0: Yeah. I'll, um, I I actually, yeah, I think I, I can actually watch it, but uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you the details later and, I, and I'll, uh, you know, hook you up.
1: Yeah. All right. You know? Don't, don't threaten yeah. me with a good time. I do have, um, yeah. so I work for a, um, well, I, I don't, I'm not embarrassed <clears throat> to say I work for charter communications. I'm a spectrum employee mm-hmm. and I'm a supervisor with their internet repair team. Um, but because of that, I get, um, you know i get discounted cable services and hbo max is one of those things that i get um yeah. so i'm i'm able to watch new movies that are being released on hbo max and it's pretty nice i mean obviously once things start to normalize and i'm going to the theater that's my my preference you know i love going to the theater to watch movies and Uh, I probably mentioned this before. I'd miss it like crazy. My parents turned me on to going to the theater when I was a kid. They were into movies and going to the theater. So they turned us on to it. And I've seen movies like crazy things like Grizzly. (laughs) I saw in the theater um, Jaws when it came around the second time, they re-released mm. it um, It's still in the seventies. But my parents, because I was, you know, my child of the seventies and eighties, but my parents mm-hmm. took me to go see Jaws when I was a kid in the theater, just movies like that, that you don't expect, you know, um, like I said, Grizzly was a big family favorite um, and it scared the living crap out of my sister. Anyway, um, the tangent is, I love going to the theater and that's where it's preferable to see a, to see movies. And, you know, in the past, yeah. I would, I'd be good for like four or five, maybe six movies a month uh, in a theater. Um, so, you know, home, a home theater is kind of like a backup, you know, it's like, I want to watch my favorite yeah. films again and again and again, and I'll do it at home. But for new movies that I really want to see, even like going to IMAX would be awesome. Did you have a finger Yeah, you want to say something.
0: Um, yeah, no, I was going to say, um, do you remember? Because I specifically remember the first movie I ever saw without parental supervision at a movie Ooh, theater. Yeah, me too. Do you too. remember yours? I do. What was yeah. yours? Mine was Flash Gordon.
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. Yep, my mom, my yep. mom took my sister and I to see that. But I love Flash Gordon, man. I just That's rewatched such... it a few months ago. It's same it's awesome. here. It's awesome. I have it's the soundtrack on vinyl, fun. original. Yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> such yeah, a great man. one man just it so cheesy such fun man go on yeah. amazon
1: prime you can see they have a documentary about um the actor i, I don't know why i'm drawing a drawing a bank sam oh, jones
0: sam jones yeah, sam yeah.
1: jones uh and it's about him you know where he came from how he got the role they even screwed him over he had a chip on his shoulder but that voice mm. is not his voice in the movie they dubbed what? Him. they dubbed his voice out so you wouldn't hear his real voice. That's what? the kind of animosity the director had against him. They butted heads so furiously. Yeah, it was a an eye-opening documentary and what he's been oh, doing I after the fact.
0: need to see this, It's man. really
1: interesting. It's very good. And, you know, he's, What's he's it on? just a... It's on Amazon Prime. I'll Amazon. get the name of it for you, but it's a documentary about him, and it was really well done.
0: I uh, this whole time. I know. You're... Me
1: too. Me too. I have. You're had no telling idea.
0: me this. You're te- the whole his whole voice in the movie you're... You're entirely.
1: It That's not dubbed. his voice. No, he's been dubbed.
0: What? I know. Oh my I didn't. God. That's what they said. Wow. Oh, I yeah. got to see that, man. Yeah, I it was it was a cool
1: documentary, dude. Yeah, you'd be into it. My wow. first the first one that I saw um uh, without supervision, I think was the Julian Sands movie Warlock. Oh, really? You remember that movie? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. you know no, you know what it was? Cuz it could I mean that came out no. like in huh? Clash Clash of the Titans nice yes yeah i actually i actually went on a date i had a date it was like we were young i was i don't even remember i was maybe 13 but i asked a girl out and actually we went to go see excalibur together that was chaperoned yeah yeah, we were i was like 11 when that movie came out or 12 right and then we saw clash of the titans and i forget what else we saw we might have seen Conan the Barbarian, but we went to go see a bunch of different like fantasy
0: movies that came out. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
1: But I, I think, yeah, funny. my first unchaperoned movie was Clash of the Titans.
0: I remember when Jaws came out, because you mentioned Jaws. I, I did go see that in the movie theater. And uh, it seemed honestly, I don't know, maybe it was just in my head, but it seemed like going to a movie theater was a bigger deal. You know what I mean? Like, it was it an event. It was an event, man. And when Jaws came out, and I don't remember if this was the first or you know, the like the uh, you know second time around, but right. went to see it. I was super young. And anytime the shark would come, my mom would cover my eyes because I didn't want to see the scary <laughs> shark, man. Oh man.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah. You know what my uh, parents took me to see? Uh-huh. Poltergeist in the theater.
0: Oh wow!
1: And the scene where all the skeletons are coming up into the pool—you know, when they're coming yeah, up in the water—that yeah. creeped me out. That creeped yeah. me out. I love that scene though. That's that was awesome.
0: Supposedly, now this I heard that they actually used real skulls, real skeletons.
1: Oh yeah, I did that hear scene. that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, Which I, most
1: I, I think it. most skeletons at the time were actually the donated skeletons. They were actually human remains
0: yeah i did not because know that's that before
1: man. like early on they were all like donated man. bodies you know man. and uh so most skeletons like that were human skeletons and then later on they replaced it with you know like plastic or whatever right right or you know right. like that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah man but uh good you times only yeah. but...
0: move the headstones why why
1: so uh <laughs> you know speaking about movies being an event um yeah. you know people just don't you don't get the same vibe like if you went to a movie you could get pins and and yeah. a, and a, and a booklet and you know lobby mm-hmm. cards all of these things that they used to you know have as promotional things at um you know, at a theater, they just don't do anymore. And I wish they would. I would love to see lobby cards and just uh, the program, like um, a playbill or something that would come out, you know, like because I have a Star Wars booklet um, and then I have Empire Strikes Back. That was a a magazine that they released at the time when we went to the theater to get it. My parents bought me those books when I was when we went to the theater to see the um, Empire, because I've seen all the Star Wars movies. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, in the theater, Um, my parents took me to see Star Wars when it first came out. And that really was like, even though I had seen movies in the theater beforehand, that really was like for so many people, my generation, that was the game changer. You know, that's that really just set the bar so high Mm. for what our expectations of what movies would do for us. Right. And right. Um, like, people don't I don't know. They don't know if people get the same excitement
0: or enthusiasm. Maybe. Maybe. No, they do. I mean, you know what it was, man. I mean, for me, at least when I I, I never saw a Star Wars in the, in the theaters. Okay. Um, but when I did see them, there were just these um, especially with the battles in, in, in the death star inside actually it wasn't even the, the outer space battles, but in the death star itself, when they, they're, they you know, in this area and it just seemed like infinitely, you know, it went to the core of the ship, you know, the, 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 yeah. the holes and stuff like that. It just seems so grand to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just, and now I think we're so, um, uh, you know, jaded. It's like we've seen it all. There's really yeah. nothing more that we can see. And and it just those visuals, those things that kind of stick with with me is is seeing that uh you know the sets were just so awesome you know yeah. and so futuristic and and it just you know with the lights they were like um <clears throat> they almost looked like leds obviously they weren't leds back then but they were you know all along the walls and stuff like that and it just yeah, had it this
1: looked futuristic awesome,
0: so futuristic so just majestic at the same time and you know it was really mm-hmm. really awesome man yeah. i mean it's funny that was the inside shots for me that really kind of you know and uh that that really st- uh, struck a nerve that just really kind of had had an effect it just was so vast you know right so, yeah, because, but yeah man you
1: know, he he inhabited the play you know mm-hmm. the the galaxy in so many different ways i mean it looked like, you know, when you see when you're at the Lars homestead, it looks like people lived at on this moisture farm. You know, this. Right. It, it looked real, even just the cantina and going to different things. It didn't look. Uh, that's what I love about the Millennium Falcon, because. You know, you mm. always imagine just this clean, pristine future where everything is beautiful. And and then you see the Millennium Falcon and it's just a hunk of junk. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. barely held together and it's just the, the greatest thing ever. And that's why I think people really took to it because it just felt
0: real. I, I, I had this conversation. I'm not sure if I ever had it with you, but um, I, I told people like when the prequels came out, With the originals, the the spaceships had character. The Millennium Falcon, first of all, the cockpit is on the side, you know, who designed some, like, it's just so iconic though. It was so unique. It was so different, you know, with the prequels and, and the sequels, these spaceships are just, you see them, you don't remember them. Everyone knows what a TIE fighter looks like. But you Everyone know what, who, knows what you know about. who
1: remembers them? The kids that came up with those prequels. My son
0: really? yeah. saw
1: those movies when he was a kid. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know, the first movie came out and even Lord of the Rings, you know, at that time, my son was born in 2002. So when yeah. he was old enough, I started watching those movies with him. I didn't watch the, the prequels. I watched, you know, the first trilogy with him first. Then... Right. We went and saw the the prequels and he, you know, watched those movies. He loved everything about those ships. We were obsessed with Legos and building those ships. He loved everything about those ships. So I, I agree wow. with you for us, it's not yeah. memorable because that's our we were affected by the original trilogy. Like I'm yeah. telling you, kids, look at the at the second movies, um, you know, Phantom Menace and and Clone, uh, the uh, Attack of the Clones, mm. um, Revenge of the Jedi, or excuse me, Revenge of the Sith. Is that yeah? I don't even remember the damn titles. I don't um, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty sad. But uh, the kids of that generation are turned on by those movies the way we were on in the in the first trilogy. Um, because that's what they grew up with. They, they're they totally into it. So there is there is that. Um, but I don't know. I think th- it, there's there's just not enough passion for movie going. And I think that if anything in the last year and change, I think it's I think it's going to spark like when it's ready. I think I think people are going to go back to the theater in a big way.
0: I hope so, man. I really I hope do. so, too. I hope yeah. so, too, because
1: I it's still such a, a, a just a fun and exciting time. You know, there's nothing better. You're going out to dinner and then you go into a movie. You're hanging out with friends, even just in the dark, watching this movie and, and having the the energy of other people reacting to what you're seeing you know we've talked about um even just horror movies in a theater um and you know the darkness and people jumping and being scared and like you know will you just shut up you know just watch the movie stop screaming you know but (laughs) the fact that people are screaming and reacting to it you know sometimes maybe it's it's um you know a bit sometimes overreacting yeah yeah. it's, it's overreacting on on purpose and it tends to be a little bit of a younger crowd that reacts like that but I right. want I want that. Like for me, I always want that that moment of terror. I yes. look forward to it. And when I don't get it, I'm disappointed. But right. um, yeah, anyway, we could keep talking on and on about this stuff. <laughs> we actually have a, a movie we're going to talk about, too. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going back to uh, to the movies. I haven't been to one since last February. And that was The Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in the theater. Ah, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, which wasn't bad. Um, it had its moments. I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Um, I forget the actress's name. She was in um, 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 Mad Handmaid's Man Tale. And, uh,
0: Handmaid's Tale.
1: Yeah, which I I love her in Handmaid's Tale. She's just there's there's so much emotion in in her face. I mean, she just she pulls out all the stops. I, I just love to look at her and watch her mm. act. Um, she's really impressive. Um. Anyway, um. Mm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so we we're thinking about going to see, um, Mortal Kombat on Friday in the theater. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely. I mean, I, I don't know because uh, I'm in Florida and the the uh, infection rates going up, and I haven't gotten my shots yet because it's just really difficult to get shots. So I, yeah. I might have to pass on that, but but yeah. i really do want to go back to the I, I want to take go with a bunch of people man i yeah. want to go with a bunch of people i got my nieces and nephews here i want to take them all to a really cool movie i mean it's just i can't wait i know i'm just tired i want to go to a movie <laughs> man that experience i love I know. movies man yep, <laughs> my I god some i will see some epic whatever i don't care just something fun you know yes i my agree god my god it's, I it's just go unbelievable.
1: go at, at this point at this point a michael bay film a, a complete shit house, yeah a, you know it, just uh exactly. just a, a tons of explosions i don't give a damn i just show uh, whatever I you're going to show i don't care right.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yep. I, I, I'll tell you, you know what? One of the fun things sometimes like uh, what we do, especially my, my brother and I used to do is we we'd go to a movie, you know, especially, sometimes we would anticipate a really good flick and then we watch it and it's crap. But sometimes yeah. just sitting <laughs> and riffing on the movie it's fun, you know, it's just like, ah, this sucks, you know, <laughs> or, or afterwards we sit and talk about why the movie sucks. Afterwards,
1: you know, which... I will, but I won't shit on the movie while I'm yeah, watching it. All
0: right, all right. MST3K, I
1: mean, M- I mean, I'm not going to do that in a theater. You guys, people need to <laughs> shut up in the theater and watch the goddamn the, movie quietly.
0: No, I, I never do it loudly, but I always get like, I'll give a little bit of a growl, like, oh my God, <laughs>
1: like at this crab. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we'll do it at the Alamo Draft House because you will get thrown
0: out. Ah, uh, yeah. I haven't been there in forever, man. I don't even that, know if we have one down here. For the
1: longest time, that was like the go-to because we would see like yeah. you know, all kinds of movies in there and, you yeah. know, getting drinks and ordering food and just enjoying two hours of just, you know, cinematic experience is just, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. So, yeah. All right, folks. So we've gone, we've gushed enough about missing the movies and, uh, well, we might, you know, have to gush about missing this one a little bit more. So what we've, uh, we decided to review Willie's wonderland. This is a brand new flick with, um, your friend and mine, um Mr. Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yes. And mm. So this is a real oddball. Although it, it kind of has moments of like um Five Nights at Freddy's, if you've uh heard that, or even the HR Puffin stuff horror film that they had. So I'm good. In case you haven't heard of this, a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at a new at the now condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fist fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. And there you have it. It is yep. It is batshit crazy. There's all right. So I found out about this movie from you. Yeah, you told me about this one. But it's funny because I watched it with my brother because he was like, have you seen Willy's Wonder? I was like, oh, you know what? Omar and I were talking. We're going to review it for the next episode. He's like, oh, awesome. I was like, yeah, you know, we I need to check it out. So he's like, let's watch it right now. So we right. hung out today. I watched it today. So um, he's this is his like third or fourth time he's seen it like three or four times already. He just loves
0: it. Oh him. my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. He's an odd guy.
1: <laughs> he is an odd guy, but don't say shit, Mister. Uh, you know, uh, Psycho Gorman.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna want you know i'm gonna watch that again i'm gonna watch that again with my nieces and nephews <laughs>
1: oh jesus i feel bad for those kids so so you started yeah. off omar this was your your idea so I'll, I'll i'll leave it to you
0: first and you talk to me about what, what you think so i when i recommended it i hadn't seen it i was like you know what I you know, it looked like cheesy can't be fun. And it was for the most part cheesy, can't be fun. But um, you know, so so Nicholas Cage, well, first of all, he has no lines at all. He does not speak in this movie at this all. This
1: character is mute. He has not one single line. The only dialogue he has are grunts and growls when he's fighting yes.
0: these demonic toys. Exactly. And so basically what it is, is uh, these t- uh, toys like, uh, oh, what was that? Um, oh, man, uh, uh, that, that that mouse, uh, the pizza place. Um, huh? Oh, maybe, maybe they only have it in Jersey. Oh, you mean like um, Chuck E. Cheese? Chuck E. Cheese. It was kind of like that. Yeah. Where where you had these animatronic, you know, uh, robots and and they get they get possessed by these criminals. I, I mean there's this like this ridiculous convoluted story. Well, there's
1: a and, backstory and, that what happened was Willie's yeah. Wonderland was actually a place that was inhabited and owned by a serial killer. And he, you know, grabbed other serial killers and these perverts to, you know, to flock to this Willie's Wonderland where they would, you know, grab these kids and their families
0: and then murder them. Exactly. And so the authorities found out about it. And then they ended up he did some ritual satanic thing where they got to, uh, uh, you know, put their ghosts, their spirits, whatever, into these robots and the robots become killers. And then the people of the town start um, giving them. Well, before they
1: did, they tried to they tried to stop them
0: right that's right But these and animatronics they,
1: they actually were going to bulldoze the building and then the next day they found the guy who had the contract right. and his in, his intestines were ripped out his entire family was slaughtered so that's right. when they realized holy shit we have to give them what they want exactly and so, and so they they formed a pack mm-hmm. no they formed a pact sorry okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, i was gonna correct
0: you but yeah, thank you so yeah That's so they formed a was. pact right so then uh the next person in line to be sacrificed to these possessed robots is nicholas cage's character again doesn't say any words just grunts stuff like that but he turns out to be a lot more formidable and he starts fighting back. Now, uh, we, we're going to spoil this. I mean, you know, it's not it's a type of movie where, you know, it's not like some huge shocking ending, but he starts basically killing them, you know. Yeah, he... and, and the what I had a problem with with the movie is that there was never an escalation of the threat of these things. Like every time Nicolas Cage went against them. It's like there was just no fighting back. He just beat them, you know, or every time mercilessly mercilessly. And so there was never any, you know, times where he was being challenged. He just go in there, pulverize them. And then there was these kids that came in and, you know, it it just got a little mixed up because uh, one of them. I mean, she was, I guess, like a tween or whatever. Uh, She was adopted by the, the sheriff. sheriff, because her parents were basically sacrificed. And so she's got a special hatred, you know, for this place. And so she leads mm-hmm. her friends or whatever inside. And then they try to, you know, help Nicholas Cage, but he doesn't really need their help. And so they end up becoming victims. And it could have been a lot better, I think, if the challenges... Got more difficult, like, all right, fine. Maybe the first one he's able to kill easily, but no, it's just every single time he goes against one of these things, he just defeats it with like hardly any effort. Willie the
1: weasel at the end is the only one that really whips his ass. Exactly.
0: And it wasn't even like it was almost evenly matched to a point. You know what I mean? hmm. If, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you're going to have these animatronic things and those things are in general are terrifying. Anytime you go to Chuck E. Cheese, I will or- say
1: this. These animatronic creatures. They're, de- they're decrepit. Obviously, they've murdered people, so they're caked with like, you know, right. brew, and and they've had bodily fluids thrust on them. You know, uh, these things right. are creepy looking. They're actually pretty nasty, and uh, but it's also bordering on absurd. You know, but the absurdity of fighting these these you know cute and cuddly animatronics that are actually hideous and possessed. Um, right. The whole movie, the whole
0: premise is is just batshit crazy. It is batshit crazy but the thing is it, i think they could have leaned into the fact that these things on like when you go to chuck e cheese they are scary they're really scary looking man <laughs> i mean i always look at those things like anytime i you know would go or whatever i'd be like God, that thing's creepy as hell and there was uh there was some other thing that chuck e cheese took, took over the company and it was a band that would play something time band whatever but they're creepy and i'm like if you would have leaned into it and made them threatening it would have been a pretty creepy experience but you just had this invincible nicholas cage who's just plowing through them just absolutely obliterating them yeah and it took what could have been something kind of creepy and you're just like all right it's just not you know
1: I was talking with my brother. Um, Like I said, he's obsessed with this movie. He's like, we watched the movie to the end credits. And then he's like, I love this movie so much. I would let it dovetail and into the beginning of this film. And I would just watch it on loop. And I would just watch it again and again. I'm like, you've got fucking issues, issues." (laughs) (laughs) But we were laughing and joking around. And then he sent me a link and we'll put it in... um, you know, on the YouTube channel in the D box, we'll, we'll put some yeah. links because they have songs, the music that some of these, that, that they're playing are deranged, but just awesome. And my brother was like, you know, one of these songs sounds like it could be a primus song. And it's oh just so hysterical. Um, it's just really, it was funny. <laughs> like some of the music is really, yeah. it's really um, it's, it's on the nose, but fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, even just the beginning, the the uh, the soundtrack has like this really video game synth type quality to it at the very beginning. And
0: I do remember that. Yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I did enjoy. that. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, and so that's no, that was the other thing that got me. But um, he was we were also remarking about his character. He's just, um, you know, has everything's on a time. You know, the his alarm goes off and he has to have a drink. Um, he's ready to fight this demonic creature and his alarm goes off. So he so he yeah. hand, hands this young girl a knife and goes into the into the kitchen, to the refrigerator, to go get another soda, this uh, pow, whatever punch. Or right. whatever This is this pow soda. Yeah. And. Um, you know, it I was like It's it like a fistful of caffeine or all this yeah, other stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Oh, it's punch or whatever it is. That's it. It's called right, punch, right. punch cola or something. Yeah. And it's like he drinks this and then he's playing pinball and just, yeah. you know, just going crazy. He's doing this, these dance moves and everything. Yeah, like he's yeah, pinballing. Yeah. I'm like, just, it's just weird. And my brother's like, it's it almost was. like he's autistic and oh. he's not connecting with people so much. He doesn't talk. He's, there's no communication. He, um, he he has does everything by the clock. Everything is like regimented. If he gets yeah. any gore on himself, he's got to clean himself and then put a new shirt on. That's right. There was there was like a very uh, there was like an OCD quality to yeah. his character right, that I right, that I was right. intrigued by. And um so yeah, it I was, was really... wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was weird. Mm. Yeah, it is weird. And he's so over the top with the things that he does to have him in a role where he's not necessarily subdued, but he's not chewing the wallpaper like he normally does. You know, right, right. (laughs) He's like scenery chewing is his forte. But lately, like I love the movie Mandy. I thought Mandy was great. Uh, The Color Out of Space is another great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So he's been doing some horror films lately that I've been I've been really appreciative of the things that he's been doing. This isn't necessarily a bad movie. It's just very wildly different. It's not the kind of film that you're unless you're my brother, you're not going to go into this watching it multiple times although um some of the gore scenes are pretty fun. You know the set pieces. Yeah yeah and these creatures he rips their heads off and they have like this mechanical spines and it's right, like, right. there's like oil all over the place because they're animatronics you know the, also the oil right, right. replaces the blood, of
0: being blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so it's it's got <laughs> it's got moments of like
0: real it's entertaining i will say that it, it's entertaining I- Man, let me tell you, I actually I did uh, start to watch. I, I think I went halfway into uh, the Banana Splits, and let me tell you oh, something, man. Okay. Uh, I grew up on the Banana Splits. I used to watch that stuff as a kid, and you know, I used to love the Banana Splits. And I was like, at first, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to see these characters as as like killer monsters or whatever. But then I was like, all right, whatever. If it's good, it's good. Uh, I'll sit and watch it. But that was so bad. Halfway in, I was like, "God, did. I got to stop. I just got to stop. I heard that too. I was was, like, "Ah, I don't
1: really I don't really need to see this. And I really for me, horror is serious. I like serious horror movies. And obviously there's a caveat there because there are certain horror movies that I, I like and they're, and they're not, they're very right. they're funny or slapstick, even just, you know, like evil dead and um, right. Sean, Sean of the dead, or, you know, right. there are certain right. horror movies that, um, you know, that I just, that I dig that aren't serious, but if it's zany or wacky, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like we wrote vamps and vamps had a complete it was it was a comedy horror, you know, where these characters were engaged in ridiculous things. um, And it was, you know, but we we wanted to have fun with it. But we the purpose of of that was to kind of get as it went on, it was going to get more and more serious. Right. And 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 so, you know, we had we had our intentions were there to start off you know, the gateway drug to this world was to be mm-hmm. humorous and to keep a, like more of a black, you know, uh black comedy. um Right. As it developed into a real horror series. Um But when, you know, when you right. don't have a budget and you know, it, it's tough to do. So exactly. When you're paying for it out of your own pocket, it's
0: tough to hey, do. Uh, the 401k, man.
1: Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so-, so yeah. So, okay. So if you're going to give it, um, if you what what are we gonna rate this in uh, animatronics, stuffed animals? What do you want to do? I
0: guess uh, yeah, or or you know, happy meals or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Happy> uh, <meals. laughs> I guess they're not. I don't know. What are they? Pizzas or something like that? Or all right, uh, I don't know. Because uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what um, what was the soda, man? It could have been the soda. Punch, uh, punch, cola. Punch cola. All right. How many punch colas? Yeah, Um, I I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay, I'm about halfway between, you know, five stars. I'll give it two and a half. I'm going to give it a three only because I thought it was a really odd take on a
1: on a weird premise, you know, and um, some of it I really liked. Uh, And like I said, lately, I'm not necessarily a Nick Cage fan. Um there's been a lot of Nick Cage movies that I absolutely hated and he's been in so many crappy movies that it's really off-putting but lately he's having this he's been, renaissance a horror renaissance and, and he's uh, taking
0: some chances he's taking some chances He is and yeah. to go
1: through an entire movie with without dialogue is is really a, an odd way to stay in this character and um so yeah I'm
0: giving it a 3 out of 5 Yeah yeah um, sounds good, man. I, I would have, I mean, yeah, it's, it was, you know, two and a half, three, something like that, you know, it's just, again, I, I think that the threat of these creatures should have been higher as you go I up agree with you. Face, I wanted like to feel them. Almost. Right. They should yeah. have been a threat. And yeah. I understand yeah. his
1: character is, you know, that you don't know who this character is. You don't know why he's such a badass. And that's one of the things that remains a secret, you know, and he, he kind of reminded me and I mentioned this earlier to my brother. I'm like he reminds me of Clint Eastwood's The Man with No Name. You know, in the mm. in the Man with No Name trilogy of films because right. he's quiet. He's a stranger. Right. He he's Completely mysterious. mysterious. Yeah. No one knows who he is. No one knows he comes to town. He he destroys the villains and then he's off, you know, on on the dusty trail. Right. And Nick Cage right. rides off into the sunset, you know, in his Camaro. Yeah, and yeah. so it it had that moment where I felt like he was kind of channeling, like not that he was, you know, paying homage to Clint Eastwood's you know character, but he right. he was kind of channeling that attitude. I thought where it, it yeah, could very well have vibe. been a western, um, right, right. But uh, yeah, so anyway, so but uh, yeah, there were there are a lot of qualities to this that I like. So check it out; you may enjoy it. Uh, yeah, you may you be like my brother and be fucking obsessed with this movie where it's like he wants to see it five or six times. I mean, I don't know. I may I would watch it again, I think, just to see it, uh, the things that I missed because um, I feel like there are those, you know, those scenes and the music is really, you know, crazy corny, you know, and it's like, um where they're talking about, you know, the, you know, they're celebrating birthdays, and instead of like talking about how they're gonna, you know, have cake and candy, they're talking about like we're gonna kill you and cut your head off. I'm gonna, you know, eat your eyes out of your head and things like that. Like, <laughs> <it's> just absolutely <laughs> crazy. So yeah, it was fun. Some of that was really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So, anyway. So we'll talk Good. about some other stuff. We got some other stuff coming up. Oh, you know what I did want to mention is hmm. if people are not watching this show them, you really need to get on watching them.
0: I yeah, I got have to you seen any yet? To, I, I have a dude I I I it's got I can't watch it with the black bars letty. I can't do it. I can't make myself do it. It just shrinks it. I've got this big gorgeous monitor. And then anytime I try to watch any, th- uh, like, not any show, but a lot of shows on, like, Amazon, uh, not Netflix. Usually I get the full screen with Netflix, but uh, or Hulu. Hulu or Amazon, there are certain shows and movies where if I sit and try to watch it, I got the black bars on the side and the top and bottom. Oh, and it drives sucks. me absolutely nuts. Yeah, and I'm, like, yeah. trying to figure it out. So I might just have to pirate it, man. See if no. I can get, like, a higher def.
1: Don't say that.
0: What am I gonna do?
1: You have to grin and bear I mean, I, it, my friend.
0: I mean, I got the I I have the subscription, so you know. Yeah. W- you know, how else am I, I gonna I watch can't
1: it? I can't say enough about I mean it, this story is developing from what time. I
0: saw, from what I saw, it was fantastic.
1: It, it is from so what I saw. scary in terms yeah. of the threat of violence from these racist pieces of shit in their neighborhood. So them is set in 1953. There's a a black family that came from the Carolinas. They dealt with tragedy in their home. I don't want to necessarily give it a lot away yet, but I'll give it the next time you're going to watch the whole series. I'm I'm going to try one episode left. So watch the series. We'll come back and we'll start talking about it, but it's so good. And the threat, it's more terrifying seeing the threat from, um, from these, the, the white neighborhood against this single black family that, that comes into. And ironically enough, Compton, California is where they arrive from oh, the Carolinas because wow. Compton was a, was a white, um, I guess, upper middle class neighborhood in the early 50s. It was being developed. Mm. Um, in your suburbs of Los Angeles. Right. And so Compton is where they arrive. And right away, the neighbors uh, are are doing their damnedest to just kick them out of the neighborhood, get them out of Mm. there. Uh, Our neighborhood, the the, the value of our homes are going to go down. Why? Why are these? Mm. uh, Why are these Negroes coming here? Uh, They're not wanted. Why would you want to live in a neighborhood where no one wants you? Um, they they hang these these black dolls throughout over the house. They they burn um, you know the the n word um, mm. on on their lawn. I mean, there's so much, and the family is haunted by their past, by the violence of their past, and the things that happened to them before they moved to California. Um, but you
0: just see, don't, don't give away anymore, man. Don't give. I'm not anymore. saying anything I else. Really on that. I, you, I, I really do. I do. I want you to see do. this because. Yeah, yeah.
1: The terror comes from both ends. There's a supernatural element to this as well, um, that is very creepy. And there's mm. there's real tension. There's there's a lot of tension, and the atmosphere and uh, is just this hopelessness, because and it and it gets to me. Um, and it's tough to watch at times. Um, yeah, and it really get it, it. really got to me the way the these people are, per, are being portrayed. Um the the hatred by their white neighbors, um, the difficult the di- difficulty they they experience even being um a, you know like a, an upwardly mobile you know, like upper middle class family the the husband was um in the military he went through hell mm-hmm. in the military and then came out and went to school and got a job um, as an engineer and came to California and and the racism that he has to deal with in the office um, right just- right. It is, it is such a... It's sometimes really difficult to watch. To watch, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, but... I, oh, my God. There's just things that occur in, in this um, episode after episode. These these other events that happen. Um, and you, it's just off-putting and scary. So, I can't say enough about it. What? I really... The acting is just superb. And, yeah. and, and the things that occur, the, the supernatural elements kind of... Fit into uh, the the things that are occurring in their real life, and uh, yeah it's very it 's very unsettling, so watch it, check it out. I think everyone's going to like this it's really, really good and if you liked um, what was um lovecraft country, if you liked Lovecraft country, this is a little bit more uh, sedated in terms of the the supernatural elements, although there are these spirits that haunt this family. Um, but it's it's not quite as as off the rails as Lovecraft Country, but it's still really interesting. the The story is
0: very very good. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah check it yeah. out, man. I'll check it out. I just awesome. I'm telling you, it's just driving me nuts. But uh, right. I hear you. <laughs>
1: I hear you. But yeah, it was cool. All right, folks. Cool, well, that ends this episode we hope you enjoy it i there's a lot of stuff out there you know a lot of people saying oh new horror movies suck and they're gonna just go back to watch the same old movies there's tons of new content out there. There's tons of things that um, that are being released that aren't the same old, same old. Um, right. You just got to know. You got to give it a give it a chance. There's a lot of things out there, and you some look. There's a lot of dreck out there too. There's a lot right. of crap that you have to sift through, but there's there's so much good stuff out there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't wait. You know, get out there Rem- and start checking right. it out. Well,
0: remember possible.
1: No one says you can't enjoy slasher films From the 80s and new films
0: Yeah, a look at Possum Remember we covered that last Exactly movie? Fantastic, that was what was it, 2018?
1: Yeah Oh Yeah, my the God. movie, so, uh, 2018
0: That so was it... phenomenal
1: Yeah, yeah. That's a movie I want to own. That, that, that's how good yeah. that is. That, that's yeah. a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, check it out, folks. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on YouTube. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this already, you know where to find us on your podcast, uh, you know, stations. Uh, anything else we got to plug? Uh, not not for me.
0: Not on this end.
1: All right. Check me out tomorrow night. I'll be on the Rock Fantasy Files. You can check us out on YouTube and we're going to be talking about our top three favorite uh, records so far of 2021. So if you're a metalhead, you like hard music or um, extreme music, Come check us out. There's a lot of people he gets, not just everyday people like me. He gets people from, you know, like Brian Slagle, the guy who owns Metal Blade Records. He gets people from Enslaved or other. He he has a lot of friends of his in the music world that make cameos and come and talk about metal. And it's really uh, it's really a cool channel. Steve is a great guy. And if you're local in the Hudson Valley, New York in Orange County or Duchess County, come check out rock fantasy. Uh, he's been in business for 35 years or so. And the guy's got tons of music. Uh, he's got a head shop. He's got one of the, he's got one of the largest nice. pinball galleries in the area. I mean, he's got probably 40 pinball machines and it's just insane. So yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff to see and purchase in this place. He's got toys, He's got T-shirts. If you if you like incense, I mean, you you name it. He's probably got it in this shop. So come check it out. And uh, yeah, we hope to talk to you guys soon. We'll have uh, definitely another episode. Hopefully we'll be able to record another one tomorrow and get a couple of episodes to make up for the uh, the hiatus we took last week. But we will see you guys soon. Peace. Later. (laughs)